Welcome to the Walpole High Film Festival's podcast, One Point Perspective, a podcast that explores the world of digital filmmaking and talks to young aspiring filmmakers in high school, college, and beyond. Now here are the hosts of the show, Mike Allen and James Conley. Welcome to One Point Perspective, Walpole High School's number one podcast. Uh, today we have a very special guest. We have Chris Barnes, uh, class of 2008. He's coming to uh, the One Point Perspective studio. Welcome, Chris. Hello. Thank you. Good to be on. Excited to have Chris here. Yeah. Came, coming in from Western Mass just for this interview, right? Uh, well, I just moved. Oh, but far out. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you moved yeah. to Attleboro. That's North right. Attleboro now. Oh, yeah, no, not, even, not even far away. Never mind. Yeah. Still leads. So now you guys can pester me whenever you want when you need someone to help with film. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, so uh, we start by going down memory lane uh, a little bit. So what was, like, why did you get involved, or do you remember how you got involved in the film festival? Uh, so it was your creative writing class, I think. Uh, I started writing College Bound with Rob Colley. I actually had, so my brother, uh, another film festival legend, was in Pitching in the Hall, Tom Barnes. Uh, that kind of got me interested in the film festival. Um, and then I forget what the reason was, but you were basically like, yeah, you're going to have to wait a bit before you can get into this, um, which was probably for the best because I started with the writing piece, which helped me kind of learn like what makes a good film in terms of story and narrative. I wrote College Bound Rob. It's a ridiculous film, but it still has all the plot points a good movie needs. And then from there, it just, you know, snowballed. We started doing, I think, the film class over the summer. Me and all James, Justin, Cam, all the kids from that class. We all did the summer film editing class. And then from there, it was just an obsession. Yeah, I remember you you pitched College Bound. I think you, you guys had that. Like, that was your... Yeah, your, I'm trying to remember. It was our brainchild. It started like any pitch. I think you probably knocked it down five different times before yeah. we came up with what it yeah. became. But from the get-go, I think we had the idea of a fake club. Yeah, you you know you you were really good at coming up with with pitches. I just remember not only that you you in particular were really good at like we would get into the circle, go over ideas, go over plot points. Of everybody's movie, and I remember you giving notes. Remember, like, oh, you should think about doing this. Yeah. You should think about why do they do that? Or yeah, what's his downfall? What's like a real bad downfall? Stuff like that. I yeah. still, I still come up with stuff like that to this day. I was gonna say we still send you um, scripts from time to time to get your opinion. Um, and one thing I just want to note back on on College Bound, what blew my mind was that you came up with that idea, that script, and started filming it, and then the movie Accepted came out. It was like you yeah. already had that brainchild yeah, first, and it right. was like, wow, that's it was so close. But it was like, see, this is a good, this yeah. is a great idea. It's exactly what they did. So, I just wanted to make note of that for all our listeners out there. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a really original idea, and that summer course was classic, uh, legendary summer course. Was that the first? It was the second. It was the second. The first. Were you in the first two? Justin, Justin and Bunker. Yeah, Justin and Bunker started it for me because I yeah. came in late. I didn't start the film right. festival until junior year. Right. I mean, it's still going on. It's a, that summer course, I mean, that's where a lot of people get their start. And we should mention that you uh, and that crew created a legendary short film that summer. Yes. 
Yeah, so that is a, a peek into what would make my list of film festival movies I recommend. Porker Hill, classic. Absolute gem. Like, you want to talk about best sound effects? Probably Porker Hill. Still to this day, best sound effects. You, you, you probably can't celebrate this, but if there was an award for best death, I, yours truly, I think would get the award for best death. Uh, it's just classic. Yeah, art direction like was before art direction yeah. was really yeah. a thing here too. One of the few yeah. war movies that we've made, yeah. right? And uh, I think we still quote it to this day. Yeah. Sir, it's the general. We still quote yeah. it. all the time. Yeah. Just one-liners left and right. And probably the most fun any crew ever had making a, a short. Oh yeah, uh, you guys were out there. And... I didn't know what was happening until that day. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Justin <laughs> called me. and was like, "Hey, so we're doing this thing. Uh, bring a hockey stick." <laughs> I was like. Excuse me. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Cool. See you there. Yeah. That was that was a blast. <laughs> now that that can be found on the 2007, I believe, webpage for Porker Hill. So yeah. And then yeah, you got the bug. You got the bug to write College Bound. That that, that whole crop. We had like a bumper crop of screenplays that year because College Bound was not the film that actually you wanted to do. Because uh, you, then you wrote Suspended with yeah. Bunker. Yeah. I don't remember if I wrote Suspended or Baked Goods first. I think I actually might have done Baked Goods first. I think I wrote that over the summer. Yeah. And then wrote Suspended with Bunker that next semester. And then that was what we were just obsessed with at that point moving forward was the su- Suspended. Yeah. You wanted to do the Suspended. And we decided to do that. You guys had a lot of experience coming in but to get you guys more like organized i decided to do the disking in college bound semester one and then you guys did another project semester two so that's that's the year we've had the, that was the most and movies 14. we've ever had 14 movies you don't do that anymore right two no. movies per, god yeah. no yeah god. i don't know how we did that no, I don't know how we did it either. Looking at like how, what goes on behind the scenes now, I have absolutely no idea how we did fourteen movies. No, and like that was also had like four shorts too. Yeah, we I don't really do the shorts anymore. I think one of the reasons why I came in during February break and April break, and I remember working in particular with you, like it was a way to work through the net, like. I could control your mouse. Like you were in Walpole yeah. and I remember yeah. you being like, I need help with this. And I was like helping you through, like I was living in, in Franklin and I was like, all right, Barnsley, here's what you need to do. <laughs> I was like on call 24 seven, basically. I think that was when I, I, I think we just, we, I had just gotten married. So we, I, I didn't have any kids yet. So I had some more time. It makes it easier. Yeah. It was easier <laughs> then. Yeah. 14 films. And you wrote three of those films. Baked goods, suspended, and call it right. And you directed two of them. Yep. And starred in one of them. Yes. There's a lot. It's a big year. In one year. <laughs> yeah. It's could that's it a could lot. be the record. Yeah. I mean, there are other people who who uh, Mark Sheen comes to mind. He directed two and, and starred in one too. So yeah, it's 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 a rarity. But uh, all right, so let's jump into your experience with both those movies, College Bound and Suspended. College Bound was interesting. Like I said, that was like the startup film for us. Like we had no idea what we were doing. We were comfortable with the story. We knew the story was good, but it was me and Nelson co-directing it. You couldn't have picked two bigger clowns to pair together as directors and also both co-starring too. 
But I think we pulled it off. It, it was tough, I think, to do the directing and the acting. Because back then, like, we didn't really have the crews that you see today. Like, we didn't have... I don't think we really had like a dedicated camera person. It was kind of like, all right, who's going to hold the camera for us? And we're kind of trying to help them. Here's the shot we want. All right, stay there. Now we need to get into the scene. Like it was a little interesting trying to act and direct all at the same time. But it was a blast. I mean, working with Wittenhall, as soon as we heard that accent that he can do, that Irish accent, it was, it was absurd. It was the funniest thing I'd heard in forever. It was just great getting to know Wittenhall, work with him. And it was just a really fun film to shoot. One of those students that was behind the camera was Carolyn Colley. Yeah, it was Carolyn Colley. 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 I used to use this all the time as an example, but uh, I haven't talked about it in a while. But a little fun fact. But you guys were out with Wittenhall, Mr. Connor, I believe, and like a bunch of extras. And it was the whole final major scene. Yep. And it was about uh, uh, six inches of snow out there. Which was a mistake because I'm like, all right, it's gonna be crunchy and all this stuff. It's gonna, and and I was like, it's not gonna sound that great. But the, you guys were like, oh, it was running out of time, and we had to go out and and Kali shot the whole thing. Came back, you guys were super excited. It spent a good hour, I mean, hour and a half out there in the freezing cold. Yeah, and the mic was off. Yep, that's and, right. Yeah, and she was like in tears and I was like well, usually I come over and like we can fix the problem and I was like wait and I looked at the camera someone had turned it down and I was like oh my god there's no that's, fixing that's, this that's just a redo yeah yeah and so we had to shoot the whole ending again that's right and it came out great. I you know I think I almost scrubbed that from my mind yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I forgot about this and you're just bringing this up now and I'm like oh my god you're right yeah and that was a that was a mistake that you learned from <laughs> Big time. Yeah. That still happens today, though. Oh, yeah. Because like, we do dual sound now, so like, there's dedicated sound people oh, who yeah. just, they'll record the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's... It happens. It's tough. It's, there's no... It ha- I tell them it happens to everybody. Everybody will make that mistake at some point in their life. And it's just gotta, you just gotta learn and move on. It happens. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It came out better the second time, anyway. Uh, I mean, disking, I know you weren't involved in disking uh, in, in that behind-the-scenes crew, but they shot that ending three times. So it was just that, that year we just shot a lot the of endings. stuff. Well, I was thinking, because both of those, I think, got their start either right at the beginning of school or maybe even in the summer. I think we shot the first ending for disking in Over the summer. summer. Yeah, you did. And then it uh, then that's how we, I guess that's definitely how we fit 14 movies in, but... Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, the ending to College Bound came out, I mean, I'm glad the one that's in there now is the one that's in there. I'm sure the other one was great, but that movie, like, really came through. And oh, I, yeah. I didn't remember, like, I remember reading the script, and then it was a first semester thing, so we essentially scrubbed it from our mind for yeah. for the yeah. rest of the year, and then you're on the suspended, and then when we go and we're sitting in the audience watching that, we're like, holy, this is really good. Yeah. Like, that got nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Rightfully so. Uh, yeah, and uh, I know that was a surprise because uh, it was a first and they first semester. Project. I think another uh, memory I'm just remembering from that movie too is this was like a week before. Like this is the last days of the final cut. Like you have to have your movie submitted, and Nelson and I I think switched up the ending song in the credits to a, a E.L. song. Uh, the name of that song I remember the name but I remember you're going through you're doing your last tweaks you're reviewing all the films and at the very end you just go 
guys, is there an F word in this song? Or it was like an S word. There was some like some curse word that's like definitely not kosher in high school film festivals. And you're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I think you're like, you know what? Maybe people won't notice it. And it was just this big panic, like right before Final Cut. Like, we got to pull the song. We got to pull the movie. It was the best. <laughs> Did I, we? I think we let it fly. Well, first off, you scored that entire film with Andrew Bird. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were obsessed with music then. Yeah, no, because, because it was birding and we it has like, bird song. We, we so, like, like to joke that those movies are, uh, most of that year's movies is basically just one long music video. <laughs> College Bound in particular, I think we cared about the music more than the actual editing it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you get a good taste in music, though, so it worked. This is, speaking of music, yeah, Suspended was heavily, heavily uh, yeah. driven by music. Yeah, and that's obviously, you know, just totally ripped from The Departed, but... Right. In a good way, you know. We I think we even start with our "Have a Stones" song at some point in there, just to kind of. Yeah, and you guys brought back Walker and Wakeley for that. Yeah, that was a good cameo. Uncredited Himalaya. That's right. <laughs> it's still a, a source of contention. Himalaya is still around. Thirteen, and I, I can't. I, I won't tell her that you were here because uh, she's she's pretty upset about that. But they did credit Barton the Crow. <laughs> But not <laughs> I was not in charge of any of the credits, I'd like to say. Um, so, all right, let's talk about, I mean, so that was a huge night. I, I went back, and you, I believe, were nominated twice for director and twice for, for uh, screenplay. Sure, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take yeah. it. And uh, so, so let's talk about the red carpet and... and um, that experience, you know, two different crews and, and all that stuff and what you remember. I just remember having a blast. I don't even remember it that well other than just we all showed up. I think did we show up in shades? Do we all have sunglasses? And I think I didn't show up in a suit, if I remember correctly. And you were like, Barnsley, what are you doing? You're a director on two different films. You've written three of them and you show up in this. I don't even remember what I had on. It was like a flannel and jeans or something like that. And you were like, what are you doing? I think you had like a tweed suit or something in your closet or your room. That you're oh, like, that's right. Come here. You're putting this on right now. Oh, man, you are right. <laughs> I did give you a uh, yeah. something. Or like a tweed throwover or something. I think you're yeah. right because like Barnes, you, I don't know. I, think, I feel like someone like pulled you out of bed and was like, dude, yeah. red carpet. And you're like, oh, yeah. That's right. That's today? That, that today? Oh, man. I, I, and I was like, yeah, hey, wear this. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. So from the festival, you got the bug, screenwriting bug, and I know you guys wrote Baked Goods 2, Electric yep. Boogaloo. That was an interesting mm. screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't need to talk about that one. <laughs> so talk about uh, what you did go, I know, post-film festival uh, in college with uh, regards to film. So I actually, this will be, you know, People doing film festival now will love to hear it, that you can, if you want, find work from film festival experience. So I actually, in college, I took a screenwriting class. I forget what the professor's name was, but he's actually the guy that wrote Free Willy, uh, was the professor. Far um, Yeah, I was like, all right, Free Willy, yeah, classic from the 90s, right? Um, but he was actually, he was an incredibly insightful professor. It was a summer course had to do like analysis on Ratatouille, like a like 20 page paper on Ratatouille. I was like, all right, far out, I can do this. I can get credits on this. Wrote, uh, I had to write the first act of a 
full feature length film. Um, so about 30 pages long, uh, first act of a film. And, you know, he, at the end of the course said, Hey, I think you have something incredibly special here. Like you are very gifted as a writer. I think you should pursue this. Um, naturally I did not pursue any of that. However, after college I graduate and I don't remember the name of the production company, but in Austin, Massachusetts, uh, a couple guys that were mostly doing indie films, they took me on as basically like a intern to just basically help out on set of them shooting films, all because of they saw between my artwork for storyboarding they wanted me, plus they saw my interest in writing. Um, they're just like, hey, you just seem like a genuinely good person to have on the crew. You can help out in many different ways. Um, we took, uh, so we shot a music video with Inspect a Deck of Wu-Tang Clan. Wow. Um, <laughs> so I showed up in my 98 Honda, picked up Inspect a Deck. I was like, all right, do I call you Mr. Deck? What are we doing? Where are we going? <laughs> First thing we did was went to a liquor store and picked up Bud Light uh, with Lime. So that's where uh, the film festival took me. Yeah, and I was the boom mic operator. If you look it up, I forget the name of it. It's called like Hit 'Em Up or something. I don't know. It's a Inspect a Deck song that I did the boom mic work for. And yeah, other than that, I'm just, like I said, I'm obsessed with writing. Like I still come up with plots to this day. Um, my phone is just filled with notes, plot points, and not even just screenplays, books, everything. That's great. I know we, we send off uh, some ideas, in particular, like the idea in the idea stage and like the, the you know, the first plot drafts. Yeah. The plot points we like to send it to you and to Nick Pick and to others to get feedback. And that's such an important stage. I th and again, like I remember that circle where we'd get in and just go cr uh, just spiffball and, and work out the plot points. And you were so good at that. So like that's critical. Like we, we appreciate that help. Yeah. It's fun to do. Yeah, we had you back actually a couple years, a couple years ago to uh, give out an award. That was yeah, that was really cool. That's you right back too. That yeah, was, uh, was a lot of fun. That was was that two years ago? I think maybe three. That was um, I, I think it was three. I want to say three. Yeah. It was your first year doing it because you needed you needed very reliable people. See, and that's you now. Yeah, that, I, I got a kid and I still show up. Yeah, oh, we should talk about that, actually. So Chris is now our gold standard for Academy members. Um, so he's on the Academy. And last year, uh, I believe it was like during the voting time, you had a child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was during. Uh, my daughter was born May 10th, which I think might have been, that was either the day of red carpet or maybe one or two days after but i remember you saying like barnsey what do you think of this date and i was like yeah that ain't gonna happen my friend yeah. um yeah it was right around that time that i had to watch all those films get all that in and and he stopped me it. still did it so yeah. uh, to the academy members out there listening <laughs> uh you know if, if you have friday night plans you might need to cancel them we had someone have a kid and still got their votes in so yeah amazing um, so one of the things we always ask um, the uh, our guests here is to recommend three movies, three film festival movies that you had nothing to do with, uh, and and why, and and then also three Hollywood films uh, that you recommend that these aspiring filmmakers watch. Sure. So if we're not going to let me pick Best Death of twenty two thousand seven or whatever we said for Porca Hill. I'll do uh, one of the older ones. I'd go with Meatloaf. 
is probably still to this day like a prime example of just superior editing. Um, I remember, I think it was Flats, Mike Flats, that yeah. was did the Flatter, editing yeah. on that. Oh yeah, and I was like, and Justin, yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, Justin obviously helped a ton, but it, I still was trying to like kind of wrap my head around like, all right, what may, what defines good editing? You know, like I know what editing is, but like why is it important? How does it impact a film? And then I saw what Flats and Justin were doing for Meatloaf, and I was like, this is mind-blowing what they're doing with this film. It, and I think that was Flats' first time doing film festival. It was. Maybe he was around maybe one semester before. I don't remember, but he no, was that pretty was new first, to the whole crew. That was his first time. They won Best Editing. Basic. Yeah. yeah. A lot about that film. I mean, also the camera work. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember they had the Steadicam yeah. that year, and that was yep. a contentious point. I'm still mad to you with you about that. But I remember thinking, because we didn't get it. Yeah, we, weren't, we didn't get the Steadicam. Um, there, I think there was only one or two of them. Two, yeah. Uh, but I was happy to see the work they were doing. I was like, you know what? That Steadicam is in good hands. It's not going to waste. I was going to say, I still actually, so for our summer film program, uh, the last two years I've actually shown Meatloaf as an example of like, listen, this is, you can just see that the quality of like the cameras aren't as good, but this movie still holds exactly. up. And, and yeah. that's, I agree with that. I mean, they did a, such a good job. And like you said, the pacing, it was a quick movie, but like the pacing with the camera work, with the editing, all that together. It, it, just, it nails a tone. Yes. It had a tone that was different than a lot of other film festival movies have. Yeah. Uh, and it's also like a case study in screenplay. I mean, um, that's, Debbie Cardi and and Katie Davis. Yeah, like, they uh, were fantastic. They were phenomenal. Yeah. Did they do the Maltese Falcon too? If I remember correctly, um, I think they. No, that's Jen no. Herman. That was Herman. She was another good one. Is it Debbie Cardi or Michelle Cardi? It was Debbie. 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 Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Debbie wrote Debbie. another one with uh, yeah. someone. Yeah, I mean, just incredible screen. We should show that or give that out more often because it's short. It's like thirteen pages, and it's kind of like a. Just the coming together of like the perfect crew too, with with uh, Bobby J. Bobby J. Yeah, and for those people listening, it's in looking for this movie. It's the Telltale Meatloaf. Yes, yes, and that's 2008 festival, and yep. a second mention of Rob Colley on this podcast, one of my Chris and I's neighbor. Um, yeah. But uh, he killed it too, and it was it was just perfect casting, perfect editing, and they did such a good job uh, with that. So I think that's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, number two, it's going to be an odd one. You're, you're not going to see this coming. I'm going to go with, I think it's called Aladdin Pants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a big <laughs> fan, right? A- absolute gem. So that movie capitalized on a point in time when I think only a year prior that Netflix mockumentary, um, what the heck's it called? The one where the guy Vandal, is doing the American graffiti. Vandal. Yeah, American Vandal. They nailed that same tone where you're watching this documentary. I'll do with rabbit ears around that. Yeah. And the entire time you're like, this is hysterical, but is this real? Like the entire time you're just watching this movie, you're like, I need to look this up. Is this actually a thing? Is this a mockumentary? Is this a documentary? What's going on right now? You don't know. Kids are eating Tide Pods these days. (laughs) So I don't know if kids are actually putting socks over their pants or not these days. I'm not following what the kids are doing these days. Aladdin, is Aladdin pants real? Yes, it's very it is. Real. It's, there you go. I don't know. <laughs> it it's, is real, but it is it is uh, kind of half and half mock and and, and reality. Uh, and you're not the only one 
to, to like really love that movie. I, I, I'll, I'll second time Mark Sheehan's name been mentioned, but he that was his favorite last year yeah. too. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those. It's look, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is never going to win any kind of award, but it has a special place in a lot of people's hearts. And that Aladdin pants is the holy grail of the film festival. There, I said it. <laughs> I love it. Hot take alert. All right. Oh, man. We, we, yeah. we still have one of the directors. We do. Yeah, he's only a junior. Pat yeah. Cooney out there listening, smiling right yeah. now. And that one, like, it was, there's, we have four kids. What do we do with them? Yeah. <laughs> That's and it, literally how that started. Well, yeah. They and didn't they, quite they, fit, and they liked that. That's the, what they wanted to do. Yeah. And they were... The, the write up, right? Yeah, they wanted yeah. to do that and they were kind of passionate about it. So, um, yeah, it, it kind of was perfect for them. And what's the third? Third would be uh, This Was You. That movie, I think I, you asked for feedback at the end that you'd share with your students. Um, and I, that was the one movie I decided to, I'll, if I'm allowed to say this, I don't know if that's private or not, but I did write back and gave feedback. That movie transcends everything else every other film festival movie in terms of what a student is trying to achieve. That was not a film festival movie. That was a film. Yeah. You know, there's, and that's not to, you know, I love all the film festival movies, but there's a, there's a quirkiness to the film festival movies, yeah. right? They live within the high school a lot of times. And that movie you could show to any person in any town and it would speak volumes to them. Um, and it was unbelievable. Yeah. Props to everybody yeah. on that crew because when I finished watching that movie, I was blown away. Yeah, we were too. Yeah, that's exactly what Ryan and Dana were going for. That, I think they made that list. Uh, we show a video that's like, you know, make that list of things you don't want. Um, it's a Pixar one, the storytelling. And they were like, we don't want our movie to be like take place in the high school. We want this to feel like it's just an actual film. Yeah. And, and, uh, and they really went for it, and they, they did a good job. And they, I mean, they were that crew that was staying after every day, putting it. They put in so much time, and it definitely showed. Yeah, there's a scene in that movie. The kids are at the party, I believe, and they're out on like a back patio, and there's like lights hanging around. The it, shot for shot, that entire scene was just that is an excellent scene. amazing, amazing. A part of me was looking at it, I was like, you know, maybe if I had cameras of that quality back in the day, College Bound would have been something else, <laughs> let me tell you. Porker Hill would have been real. But let's be honest, no, I, I do not have the talent that those kids have. That was incredible. Yeah, it was very impressive. Yeah. All right, now how about Hollywood film? Hollywood. All right. So I had to come up with a list here because I, I was going all over the place. I was asking you, I was like, well, what are you looking for? Are you looking for like my favorite, just things I suggest? Um, these aren't necessarily my favorite, but they're things I've watched recently that I wish I had watched sooner. Number one, maybe this movie blew me away so much because he's become such a meme in the last five years, but Jeff Goldblum in The Fly, mm -hmm. it, that movie is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I don't know when it came out. Is that like mid eighties, eighty six, something like that? It is so unnerving, yet just like gripping. Like you want, you don't want to keep watching, but you cannot look away. There's like a grotesque, just uncomfortableness to that entire movie. That still, I haven't seen movies with the graphics they have today accomplish. Yeah, have you it, seen that movie? I haven't. I, I, you've seen it, yeah. right, Mr. Allen? Yeah. It's, 
it is bizarre. Like I can't, I don't want to tell people what it's about because you almost are better. That's one of those movies you're just better off going in blind. Because I kind of did. Like I heard there was like this weird like body horror esque element to it, and I was like, all right, well, what do they mean? Like I don't want to watch like a movie like Saw, but it's it's nothing like that. No. It's it's a like sci-fi movie, kind of horror, kind of a love movie in a weird way. It's yeah. it's it's bizarre. Highly recommended. Yeah, it's a good one. Number two. Let's see. I'd have to go with probably Alien. I'll go with another classic sci-fi horror movie. I'm gonna stick to a theme here. I don't think there's a better horror movie. It, a lot of people would argue that. That's probably Hot take kind of a hot two. take number two, <laughs> but it, 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 there are such memorable scenes in that movie. Just you know, the scene alone where they're you know, look checking out the guy and the alien busts out of the stomach like that scarred me as a kid, and it still to this day is in my nightmares. Yeah, that's yeah. seared in my yeah. nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a reason why that alien is still around everywhere in pop culture. It's just the design of it was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Sigourney Weaver is just top notch in that movie from start to finish. And it might still have, I think, the best tagline of any horror movie. Uh, no one can hear you scream in space. Yeah. yeah. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, it's good stuff. And I'm going to stick with a similar theme. Stay in the kind of horror genre, kind of. But getting away from it slightly is I, to this day, I think there's a lot of kids, for some reason, a lot of kids in my generation seem to like this movie a lot, is Guillermo del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is, and I call it a horror movie in some ways because of some of the monsters he designs and like that, that the one everyone knows, the creepy guy with the hands over his eyes and his hands over his face. That scene is... Again, uh, unsettling. And I think key to most good horror movies is a song. You have Jaws. You know, dun-na, dun-na, dun-na. You have the Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. That Pan's Labyrinth has that one song. That, like, I can hear that song anywhere and immediately know that's Pan's Labyrinth. Any good horror movie needs to have a, either a good tagline or a good song. Um, and that movie is just, it's bonkers. It's, I can't recommend it enough. That's a, a good score can really help, a, like help a, yeah. a movie yeah. along. Cause oh, you know, yeah. you hear yeah. that, that, that Del know, Toro cue. does good stuff. Yeah. He is very good at blending a lot of genres into one film. You can't really categorize that in that one, any one thing. That movie is like a fairy tale slash adventure slash horror movie slash like historical piece set during like the Spanish Civil War if I remember correctly yeah he does phenomenal stuff I still haven't seen that new one he came out with the uh was it Lady in the Water or whatever Shape it was of called water. Shape of Water I heard same, that was decent same actor as the uh, uh, the guy with the eyes on the hands and the oh is it yeah it's the same actor no one knows his name that's the best job is you can go home and no one will know your name that's great um yeah he does good stuff though yeah, he's excellent. Uh, that's a good movie. Shape of Water is very good. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to go in picking the... I'm not going to pick The Godfather or Shawshank Redemption. Those are on the top five IMDb lists. Go look at a list. You know to watch those. These are things that are, you might not think of, and I, I can't recommend them enough because you won't see them on lists anywhere, but they are top-notch. 
And uh, thanks, Chris, for coming in. This is, uh, sure. again, One Point Perspective. Welcome to the studio. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah it's good to be coming. here. Yeah. Chris Hot Take Barnes. Happy to be here anytime. Hot Take Barnes, brother <laughs> of uh, Tom Barnes. And actually, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, earlier, you mentioned Pitching in the Hall. This is now the third podcast that Pitching in the Hall has been just mentioned in. Yeah. And there's a movie this year that is heavily inspired by Pitching in the Hall. So that's another, I'd add that to the list of, you know, movies for kids to go watch because there is a movie this year that's definitely inspired by it. <sighs> We're going to have to bring Tom in then. Yeah, we might have to. We're going to have to. I'll wrangle him in somehow. All right, and there you have it. Uh, Chris, welcome. One Point Perspective. You've been listening to Walpole High Film Festival's podcast, One Point Perspective.